A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Story time. When I was around 10 or 12, roughly 12 years ago, me and my grandma and uncle went to Jasper National Park in Canada. Given how I was born in Canada itself, nothing weirded me out when it came to the woods and nature as a whole. I've seen and heard deer before and a whole slew of animals. I don't remember much from the trip other than a bits and pieces, but what I do remember was arriving at the hotel and climbing up the steps to the second floor. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The hotel had a parking lot in front before the road. I remember waking up one morning in the hotel while my grandma and uncle were still asleep and walking over to the window to peer out from behind the blinds to see a fox standing in the middle of a road. It looked like it had been run over given how oddly it was shaped. Concerned for its safety I wanted to wake up my grandma or simply run out there to check on it. I felt my stomach sink when it turned to face at me, its head looked bruised and mishappened. 
which I would have ruled out as it having been run over had it not stood on its hind legs. I turned my head away from the window and yelled for my grandma to wake up, who slept in her bed just a couple feet away before I looked back and saw it walk on those hind legs to the side where the building hid my view from the rest of the road. I looked completely insane when my grandma moved me aside and saw nothing on the road, even going as far as to open the door and peer down both both ends of the walkway. Nothing. Regardless, I can say with confidence I'm not going back to Jasper. I am currently living with my partner on an outback property in Australia. Our neighbors are across the road, pretty big driveways on both our properties though, but still close enough to see their house clearly and whatnot. There's cows in the paddocks that surround our property, we could go up and pet them if we wanted to. And there's sheep a couple paddocks over, but they're far enough from the property that they're like white dots in my vision, you never hear the sheep, only the cows. We have our Christmas lights set up now, and they have timers set so that they're on from like 7pm or 8pm to 12am. From the room we're staying in, they wrap around the whole veranda facing the neighbor's house. We can see the lights through our two windows, and I really like to have the blinds up at night because of this. Anyways at around 10pm my partner and I were settling down for sleep in our room. He notices that the cows are making noises like the sheep and we joked about this for a bit, he even joked that it could be a skinwalker, I however did not find that funny, because I've heard that even talking about it, let alone joking about it, could attract them, I'm a believer, so I was getting bad vibes after he said that. He falls asleep and I'm just watching videos on my phone and playing games, occasionally I'll hear the same sheep noises, they genuinely sounded like actual sheep so I was pretty freaked out. The Christmas lights made me feel protected at least a tiny bit protected, because I felt like they'd be sensitive to the light and wouldn't want to be too close to it, that being said, I also felt like a deer in headlights. I genuinely felt like I was being watched, like it was a strong vibe, but I still tried to ignore it. 12am hits and I don't realize this until the Christmas lights suddenly turn off, now I don't know if they make a noise like someone flipping a switch when they do this or not, I was asleep each time it's turned on and off before this moment, but that's exactly what it sounded like. I'm literally frozen in bed, NGL I'm tearing up a bit telling this story, and all I can think is that something went ahead and took the liberty to turn those MF lights off, and the switch for those being maybe 5 steps away from one of the windows in our room. Every now and then from 10pm-ish onwards, I've heard the occasional sheep, which is almost physically impossible given how far away they are, these noises sounded like they were coming from the cow paddocks, and the fact I'm hearing it now in the pitch darkness of my room, feeling like I'm being watched, and hearing the additional strange sound outside every now and then, like something on the veranda or something moving outside, I'm spiraling dude. So me being me, I decide F it. I am terrified of the dark, and I am hyper fixating on these noises and shit, let's put the TV on, listen to some sleep music or something you know? Dumbass idea, I turn the TV on, it lights up, I go on YouTube and put on some bus and sleep music. I go from hearing like one sheep every now and then, to hearing several. Clear as MF day, these noises were definitely sheep. Not to mention the strange noises outside were now becoming more frequent. 
Also, a cow starts screaming, now they've done this before, almost every night actually, usually it's like a build-up, almost like a moaning scream that slowly gets louder, it's like repetitive, like oh 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 not just oh? I don't know bro, but last night, it went from hearing several sheep to hearing a cow suddenly start doing the screaming with absolutely no build-up, there was genuine desperation or something in this noise, and it didn't last as long as they usually do, usually it's like 10 seconds or something this was like 4 to 5 seconds. I start watching shit on my phone, ignoring any and every noise outside, trying not to break down from absolute fear, until I just about pass out. I wake up in the morning, not a single sheep noise, no loose sheep in the paddocks around the house, but I'm too scared to check the lights had been tampered with, and I'm too scared to see if there's a dead cow or some shit. I wanted to get any form of answers I can hear, keep in mind this shit has never happened before, we only ever hear cows and only cows. I know there's not much happening in this story but I've never had any type of experience like this, please read it, do your thing. I saw some videos about skinwalkers on TikTok. So I started watching videos about them on YouTube and there was a whole podcast where this guy just reads stories about them from Reddit and other stories that people submitted. It was you, Horror Den. So I wanted to tell you my Wendigo experience. Well our ward at church purchased a piece of land way back in the day. It's seriously just wooded area with a little bit of swamp. Anyways, we would always go there for campouts and scouts and and at night when it was pitch black, we would all play manhunt. Well one time, we all got down to one person whose name was David. Growing up, he was super fast, and he would hide really good so nobody could ever find him. He would always end up being the last person. Well one time, it was down to David, and we had split up and gone way deep the forest toward the swamp because it seems like it was impossible to find him we thought he might had gone a little bit further than we usually go. We started getting into some more muddy and wet terrain as we get closer to a swamp-like area where the water is probably shin deep, and we saw David way out in the swamp and he wasn't wearing any shirt, and with the spotlight on him, he looked super pale. But he just stood there and didn't say a word. You could seriously tell something was off. Then all of a sudden we heard David from behind us yelling trying to get our attention so we would keep trying to chase him down. Meaning, what we saw in front of us was definitely not him. So being a bunch of 12 to 17 year old boys, we started yelling and running back to the campsite as fast as we could. Nobody believed us. In fact, for years everybody made fun of it calling the ghost of David. But then I started listening to these stories, and every single one of them sounds just like what happened in some way or another. When I was about 10, my family wanted to drive cross-country through the Southwest, visiting places throughout Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. We stopped for the night at a cheap cabin, I don't remember the exact location, but I remember it being somewhere between Alamogordo and Roswell. The area around it was very densely wooded, and it was about 20 minutes from a small gas station where we got food for the night. It was a two-bedroom cabin with a living room, and my parents took the big room, my younger sister got the other bedroom, 
and I was on the pull-out couch. The couch was placed directly next to a large window, looking out at a creek leading into the woods. Day went by, and everyone went to sleep. I woke up around 2 in the morning to a knocking on the window. I was facing away from it, and was too scared shitless to turn around. It wasn't a random knocking either. It was rhythmic, like a waltz with long pauses. 1, 2, 3. 1, 2, 3. 1, 2, 3. Too terrified to move, I lied there, trying not to make noise, until whatever was out there started to make a quiet, shrill, high-pitched whistle. When I heard that, I started screaming for my father, and the knocking abruptly stopped, and my dad ran into the room. He's not a superstitious man, and says to this day that he didn't see anything, but according to him, the sense of malaise that hit him was unlike anything he ever felt before. He got my sister, and we all slept together in the big bedroom. The next day, I looked at the ground outside the window, and saw large deer tracks leading directly up to it. We have did similar trips until I moved out, but my dad refused to go back to that area. I've heard this story from my parents years ago and I was since then not able to let it slide. Every now and then I have a wave of obsession over it and I want to do research. Sadly, the internet is littered with shit stories like the ones you can now see all over TikTok. I really want to do my research, but all I can find is history channel, cheap TikTok videos and stories about 12 feet tall wolves on their hind legs. So here I am, in this sub, hoping to find more genuine information on this topic. This is also the first time I ever post about this. Let me start this story off with my first big question mark. This all happened, not in Navajo areas, not in America, but in Czech Republic. Me and my family travel to Czech Republic regularly to visit relatives. They live in a very small village in the woods. Everyone knows everyone. It's beautiful and we always go for our long walks in the woods. So much that you could basically drop me off anywhere in the forest on my own and I would be able to find my way back without a problem. Our stay is always about two weeks long and we share a room with the four of us. There is not much to do there, but every day that we are there, we go for about two walks. Small ones, about half an hour to an hour depending on which side of the forest we enter. Then, when me and my younger brother go to bed, my parents go for one last walk with the dog and return about an hour later before going to bed. About eight or nine years ago I think, it was a normal summer day. I skipped the morning walk, had breakfast when everyone was walking and joined them on their walk before dinner. When it was time for me and my brother to go to bed, my parents and grandparents were in the living room. I was around 12 years old and at about that annoying age where you don't want to go to bed just yet. At 12 PM, when my grandparents get ready for bed, my parents check on us before going for their night walk with the dog. I pretended to sleep and when the door closed, I pulled out my iPod touch from under my pillow. My parents would always stay away for about an hour, so I knew how much time I had to play some games before they returned. After what I think was half an hour. I already heard my parents coming back. This was odd because they like to take their time to enjoy looking at the stars. They never get off the man-made path at night, B 
because wild boars stay in the woods and they might still have some younglings, so they can be more dangerous if you enter their home. So from the path you can perfectly see the sky. What was even more odd, is that they were not just calmly entering the house, telling the dog good night and getting ready for bed. They slammed the door shut and quickly went into the bedroom. I, who couldn't help but be curious as to why they seemed to be panting and panicking, asked them why they were so early. Instead of getting an answer though, I was told to go to sleep because it was way too late. The next day they didn't mention anything to me about what happened. Not until I overheard them talking to my grandparents about a huge bird in the woods. I had to ask and they seemed hesitant, but finally they told me what had led them to finish the previous day with such stress. They were walking on their path with the dog, enjoying the warm night. Little before their usual stop where they would look at the stars the dog, who normally always runs ahead of them, seemed to not want to walk any further. Instead, he was looking up the hill into the woods. My parents, who didn't think much of it and brushed it off as a deer, went ahead and walked further. Until they heard a screech from where the dog was looking at. It was very far away, but they stopped walking to hear if they could hear it again. After a few seconds they did and the dog started barking. Not very long after it repeated itself, but it seemed to be a lot closer. The dog, who was normally very brave and protective started running back home and left my parents weirded out. One more time they heard the screech that my father described as the sound of a very huge owl and again it sounded like it was closer. That was the moment my parents started running home too. Very quickly it seemed to be catching up to them, but this is where it gets weird. Not only was the noise getting way too loud, it was also getting lower and the screechiness had turned into something more like a scream. Not only that, they started hearing the creature that was making the noise run. They said it sounded like a human running. Two heavy feet were following them, only at an immense speed. When they finally got out of the wooded area the running behind them stopped, but my parents kept running and the screaming of the creature continued. It sounded like a mix of a man and a bird and they kept hearing it for a while. They ran all the way home, knowing that they weren't being followed anymore, but they wanted to get home as soon as possible. My father is a brave man, and even though they never had this experience again, he still doesn't go to that part of the woods at night anymore. Hearing him tell me this story and seeing the fear in his eyes still haunts me. I believe in skinwalkers, but I don't know what to make out of this. Do skinwalkers exist outside of America? Can they make the sound of any animal? This will probably be a mystery for the rest of my life, but I still cannot let it go. My father and uncle have a story of living as outsiders, non-native, Caucasian, young people on the reservation. Their tale of experiencing a skinwalker. My grandma taught school on the reservation and they lived well off compared to the natives living there. From what I know, there's a lot of lore surrounding the Navajo Nation. Non-natives, primarily older generations, keeping their experiences and stories left unspoken, especially to those not from the culture. Forgive me if I'm mistaken in any of this, the culture, ideology, practices, or any other part. I'm just trying to tell the story my family has only spoken to me in whispers about. My grandmother, father, 
and uncle lived there for a few years and their experience was much different than the Navajo people who have lived there for generations upon generations. I just want to tell their story and get insight as to anyone else who has lived in that community and any other stories some people might be willing to share. My father and uncle are about two years apart in age. They lived in Navajo Mountain in the 1980s. My dad was 10 to 12 and my uncle younger. As it goes, they were always outside riding bikes with their friends, natives of the reservation. My grandma was recovering from an abusive relationship with their father and wasn't too concerned with their whereabouts, being it was a small community. There wasn't much trouble around, nor would they know what real trouble was at that age. Trouble wasn't the issue to young white boys on a reservation then. Pure terror was. It was a typical night without any parental supervision. The night was colder than usual, and the night sky was blacker than you could imagine. In such a desolate place, the stars in the sky would light the night. This night was as if the earth had moved to a different dimension, an abyss. The boys raced each other as they did every night, until they were compelled to force their brakes in unison. They simultaneously looked up, each boy's face melted from carefree, innocent and adolescent to unadulterated horror. The boys stood motionless, grasping their bikes with every nerve, muscle and strength in their body on the dirt road. To the right of them was a mesa, one they rode by every day. The mesa that paralleled from my family's home. The mesa that they could see through my father and uncle's bedroom every night. This mesa would become fear and nightmares to them from this night forward. At the top of the mesa was a roaring fire. Taller than any bonfire that someone could assemble. Bigger than a group of people could assemble. It raged and was unbelievable, it was almost as tall as the mesa itself. More unbelievable was the pitch black figure seen cavorting around the bonfire. The native boys with my father and uncle informed them that this was not a typical Navajo dance or ritual. Pits began to form in their stomachs. Friends of my father and uncle turned back around without a word and bolted back to their homes. My father and uncle threw their bikes to the ground and ran across the unpaved road into their home. The two came back in a panic, relaying what they'd seen to my grandmother, but she was unconcerned. A legend of the natives she told them, and shooed them away. They laid awake all night in their shared room. Not saying a word to one another. They forced their curtains as close as possible, too scared to look out the window and see what they shouldn't have to begin with. Neither could shake the images burnt into their memory, but the sun managed to rise and peek through into their room. A sense of release washed over them as the darkness had faded. The boys left their beds and traveled to the kitchen to try a second time to tell my grandmother what they saw that night. They tried to get a handle on what they saw, but it was as if they couldn't explain it. Again, my grandmother brushed them off. With a coffee and newspaper more important than their story, she told them to climb the mesa and investigate. The boys wrangled the friends who shared the experience with the night prior as they passed on their bikes. The friends stayed on the dirt road, looking up at the mesa as my father and uncle climbed up to see any evidence of the hell-burning fire they witnessed together. The mesa wasn't much taller than an average one-story house, so the brothers took less than two minutes to climb to the top where the nightmare took place. When they got to the top they were hysterical and also relieved. 
there was no indication a bonfire of that enormity, or even a fire at all had taken place on the mesa they had clearly seen it the night earlier. They climbed down and told the message to the friends who had also been a part of the shocking scene. Their native friends looked at them in shock, but neither said a word to them. They immediately turned their bikes around and proceeded home. It was never talked about again despite my father and brother asking about it. My grandmother and everyone else in the community refused to talk about it again. My father is a skeptic. He does not believe in anything paranormal. Aliens, ghosts, mermaids, you name it. But whenever I ask about the skinwalker he saw, he turns pale and white. He gets quiet, jumpy and curt. I had to plead to get the full story out of him and I could see goosebumps and every hair standing up on his arms when he shared his experience. My grandma took me to Navajo Mountain in 2019 to show me her history and to see how Navajo natives still live on this reservation today. According to her, not much has changed since living there in the 80s. I hiked and explored what I could of the reservation, as to not invade or violate any of the Navajo reservation and its beauty. However, I did feel a change in mood when I visited. My existence felt heavy, as if I wasn't supposed to be there or if I was invading on territory that wasn't meant for me. Not caused by any of the community there, but just by my presence being on the land. I will never forget my experience visiting and all that I learned about reservation life. My intention is to hear any other stories from Navajo Mountain residents or talk with some people with similar stories in the Navajo reservation. I climbed the mesa where the skinwalker my dad and uncle claimed had its ritual. I felt pretty normal until I got to the top and stood in the middle. I felt some darkness creep into me as I stood there. I've never been the same since. So about a year ago I was helping a friend of mine move to New Mexico. She has three young kids so the plan was to take the last little load and her car late at night so the kids would sleep through the ride. At around 1.30 am after we have been in New Mexico for about an hour this strange animal just appeared beside us and was running at the same speed as the car, I flips out and asked how fast she was going, 75 miles per hour. It was right beside us keeping up and looking directly at me. I can't even really explain what it looked like. Almost like jackalope but it was solid gray and had huge black eyes and was the size of a medium-sized dog. After maybe 30 to 40 seconds of running beside us it just took a hard right into the wilderness and disappeared. An hour later we saw a giant meteor with a huge green-slash-white-slash-purple tail. Any thoughts? I was going with a friend up the canyon to test our super strong flashlight and see if we could light up a mountain, it was a snowy night and I was the passenger, we were driving for a while when I saw movement on the hillside next to the road so I looked up and I saw something that looked like a naked figure with long legs get up and start running, it was the fastest I ever saw a living thing move. It quickly ran into the darkness away from the headlights. I pointed and yelled to my friend and he only saw a glimpse, he couldn't tell what it was but he saw something and this confirmed to me I wasn't just seeing things, it just happened and scared me really bad and I was hoping I could get some input from this subreddit for what I may have saw, thanks.
A few months ago, around 4 to 5 a.m. I had woken up to what sounded like my cat being attacked and dragged away into the woods. I got up to open the door to my tiny house and looked outside and called my cat. He didn't come and I didn't see anything. My fiancé had gotten up and left for work at 3.45 a.m. Later that morning I saw my cat Vishnu playing with my other cat Mavis. A couple of nights go by and I'm woken up to the sound being right out my door and it fading into the woods this time I stayed in bed. I set up a deer cam to try and catch whatever it was making the sound but nothing was caught on the camera. Then, a few days later my fiancé is sitting on the porch relaxing at 11 p.m. and he looks over about 4 feet away he sees this pale creature on all fours. He went to grab his pistol to confront it, it took off. He said he got a glimpse of its face and the expression it had was like it was worried that it was seen. Ever since then we have not heard or seen anything. Late Fall 2010 In Northern Canada I went deep into the wilderness with my father and my eldest brother to hunt for moose. We left in the early morning, just before sunrise trying to cover as much distance as possible before nightfall. We traveled winding rivers and had to repeatedly portage over rapids all day, we decided to set up camp just over halfway to our destination. My father figured that we'd make the rest of the journey tomorrow. Well, when everyone bedded down for the night I decided to go grab some firewood and relieve myself down by the bank of the river, just out of reach of the light from the campfire. Out from the- Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A tree line, about 15 yards away, I could hear rustling in the bushes. I watched the area where I heard the noise and focused on that spot. I felt kind of funny dizzy slash lightheaded and I could smell this putrid stink, like old milk or rotten food. Then I saw the trees start to morph and move ever so slightly and began to, to take the shape of a head and slight facial features. 
My eyes began to adjust it to the darkness and along the tree line, I could hear this voice coming from there. I recognized it, the voice sounded like one of my relatives who had recently passed. The face took shape of my relative. Hello they said I've missed you, come see me I smiled and stepped forward Abbott but stopped to analyze the situation. My relative's face stopped smiling and became emotionless, the skin began to turn pale and peel away. Chunks of flesh from their cheeks began to fall away and I felt shock and fear overwhelm my body. I couldn't make sense of it at all so I started to back away and make my way to camp, I didn't realize at the time that I had been walking towards the voice and I was further away from the firelight. The voice became angry and began shouting at me to come here so I turned to run away but as I looked back one more time I saw the most disgusting thing I had ever seen, it was rotting flesh on gnawed bone caved in eyes and a hollow chest cavity, this humanoid creature was tall and super thin. I ran as fast as I could, trying to yell for help but the fear had made my voice quiet and raspy, I ran along the river bank and I could hear the heavy breaths and the stomping feet from this thing right behind me, I made it onto the top of the river bank but it grabbed a hold of my leg as I jumped up. I gripped and tore the grass trying to lift myself and yelled as loud as I could then finally my voice came back and I yelled that someone has my leg. My brother woke up and ran over to where I was then he pulled me up and took me over to the fire. I was terrified, trying to explain what I saw and that it looked like my relative but not. I was trying to convince them that I wasn't seeing things but my brother nodded his head and said I saw it too, I know. That solidified it. He acknowledged that it was real. We stayed up all night after that, rifles loaded and close by, we packed up when the sun was coming up and went back home. We haven't shared that story with anyone out of fear of being labeled as crazy or liars. I've had nightmares and couldn't sleep for months afterwards, I would see things slash dark figures looking into my window or hear whispers when I was walking home at night. Eventually I was seeing this dark figure daily. I went to medicine men slash shaman for help but I've learned that the ceremonies only relieves it temporarily. Friends have given me everything from protection pouches to certain crystals. I found out that there's a strong possibility that I encountered a Wendigo. I learned that if you encounter one and survive, it attaches itself to you like a parasite. I learned that it could only do this if it touches you, which it did. Ever since that night, I've been on edge when I enter any forest or wooded area, which sucks because I loved being outdoors, hunting and in nature. Now I always feel like I need to keep my back against something when I'm out in the wild. Anyways, make your own conclusions about this. I've paid a price for being an ignorant child to the stories of old. They are real, I can attest to that. Stay safe everyone. So today my friend, let's call her Ray, and I were in my car at night, windows rolled down and screaming our heads off to loud music. We were feeling absolutely happy, laughing and having a great time overall while driving around the rich neighborhoods looking at huge mansions. Now, here comes what spooked us majorly. We start getting a little put off because of how dark this road was, Plus we were going into the middle of a forested area and everything around us was getting darker and darker. I had to turn on the brights on my car. Now, we still didn't say anything to each other seriously, 
Only joking about being a little nervous and getting weird vibes. I make the mistake of turning down a forked road, and immediately we feel sick to our stomachs, both at the same time. I just looked at her and we both started saying about how something is not right. It was such an urgent feeling of terror, dread, knowing something terrible was going to happen if we stopped the car. We felt like we had to roll the windows up because we wanted to be safer. Once we finally sped back around and started leaving I felt an intense feeling of something watching us, and I just could not make myself turn to look to my side into the forest or behind us. The second we got off that road it felt like a weight came off our shoulders, again at the same time. I've never felt this terrified before, with such a huge pit in my stomach and sense of dread. What was that? Seriously. I have no idea what happened or why we started feeling that way suddenly. I'm so scared even just thinking about it gives me goosebumps all over. Has anyone else experienced something like this, or do you know what it might have been? Edit, sorry for my lack of education on what Wendigos, or other creatures of that sort actually are. I heard from people around me that that's the feeling you get when they are around you, but I might be totally wrong. Something was definitely up though, whatever it was. I've posted this in the Wendigo community I'm in, but I also wanted to share this here to see if anyone else has any intel that can help me since the other community seems to be pretty quiet. I realize how unbelievable this story might be, but I assure you it's entirely true. I've had countless experiences with the supernatural since I was 4, I'm 33 now, but this is one of the most terrifying ones I've had. I've looked at some of the stories in this community to see if there's anything I haven't discovered yet. I thought that if I shared my encounter here, there might be someone who has some information that could help. Please don't comment if you don't believe in the supernatural. I've seen skeptics plastering their two cents on some posts. I'm looking for legitimate information. My questions are at the end of this. Thanks in advance. I had an experience with a Wendigo this fall in early October in northern Minnesota in a state forest, very close to, if not on, a reservation. I've always heard that speaking of them can draw them to you. But I hadn't thought of or listened to any Wendigo stories any time close to my encounter. I was staying with some very dear friends, I'll call them M and C and they have a camper in their yard by the lake for guests to sleep in. I had walked down to the camper from the house with my miniature dachshund, Ebony, around midnight and found that I needed to set some things up, primarily the heater. By the time I was done getting everything in order, it was approximately 1.30. I never thought to lock the door because, really, I figured it's in the middle of the woods so there was nothing to worry about. I was wrong. I had closed the curtains, thank God, and I was having trouble falling asleep because my anxiety was going mad, M and C's dogs were barking outside, and their geese wouldn't stop honking. Ebony, who usually sleeps under the covers, was sitting on my hip while I laid on my side, and I could feel her turning her head back and forth, like she was trying to track something outside. I tried tucking her under the blankets to calm her down, but she kept returning to her perch on my hip. I have no idea how long I laid there. I would say at least 40 minutes, when all of a sudden I heard M's voice outside the camper, anybody in there. Hmm. 
and what sounded like claws dragged down the side of the camper. I almost called back to her, when I realized one. She and C were both fast asleep by now, and two. M knew I was in there. She wouldn't ask if anybody was. Suddenly, I noticed everything had gone absolutely silent outside. The dogs and the birds had stopped carrying on. The gusts of wind had even stopped. It was the kind of silence you hear about in horror stories, how the woods go mute when something evil is in the area. Then another thought hit me, Ebony would be losing her SHT and barking at the door if that had been anything human. She was frozen on my hip, dead quiet, shaking. I didn't dare to move, but I was really starting to have to pee. And I remembered that I hadn't locked the door. I have no idea how long I laid there debating whether I should get up and use the bathroom and lock the door, but it felt like an eternity. In reality, I guessed it was maybe 10 to 15 minutes. I thought it may have been a skinwalker at first, but remembered they don't mimic the voices of your loved ones to lure you into the woods. Wendigo egg do. I knew these creatures, demons, whatever they are, can lure humans out of their abodes if they make eye contact with you and everything in me was screaming to make sure I didn't look outside. I made doubly sure I didn't look through any cracks in the curtains as I walked softly to the front of the camper, and very slowly turned the lock, praying and holding my breath. I made sure to keep my eyes away from the windows as I crawled back in bed, and pulled Ebony close and she finally stayed under the blankets. I snuck a peek at my phone for the time before I laid down, figuring it had to be close to 3 a.m., the witching hour, it was about 2.30. As soon as I laid down, the wind kicked back up and M and C's basset hounds erupted into howls as they came running down to the camper and a little ways into the trees, and the geese started their noise again. I heard the bassets come back to the camper, barking a few more times before they laid down outside the door to protect me. I didn't get out of bed again that night. I told M and C what had happened the next morning. I think I was hoping M would say she had come down to check on me and Ebony, but she confirmed what I already knew, they had gone to bed as soon as I had left the house. I said a prayer over their house, the camper, and all of us the following night and had an uneventful night, thank God. I also spoke with another guy who's familiar with the supernatural to see if he knew any more about Wendigoag. I'm not sure how accurate the information he gave me was, or if it's reliable at all. But when I asked him why Ebony hadn't made a peep, I had assumed it was because she was absolutely petrified, he said a Wendigo can control animals to keep them from alerting their owners about its presence. He also told me one. They can't enter houses that aren't made of wood directly from the forest they're hunting in, tents and campers included because they consist of man-made materials, too. A lock is useless, they can unlock and open a door so they can try to lure you outside and three. They typically stay in the woods, but they will come into a smaller town, and never into a city. I had never heard of any of what he told me before, so again, I can't speak for accuracy, but I also haven't researched the claims either. He also advised me never to go outside to pee at night if I ever go camping and to bring a bucket or something to use, and to make sure that I always close tent flaps and curtains before falling asleep. He said if the flaps are open so you can see outside, the Wendigo can make eye contact with you and draw you out. 
After leaving M and C's to go to my father's house for a few days, I had the distinct feeling of being watched when I took Ebony outside after dark. My father lives three hours away from M and C, but his house is in the country. I told myself it was only the fear from the experience and what I know about the Wendigo triggering an overactive imagination. I never heard anything, and I watched Ebony's behavior very closely and she didn't act like she had in the camper. I'm moving back to that area from Canada, and this experience has been weighing heavily on my mind. I've been trying to find any information about warding them off, or if they have a home hunting range like cougars do or if they move on from a region. My prayers did work the second night, so I figure I can pray over the property. I also have holy water that I can use, since the Wendigo is an evil spirit that possesses people or physically manifests. Frustratingly, a majority of what comes up in searches is utter garbage like Wikipedia. Does anyone know if a Wendigo stays in one area? Are my concerns about it coming back when I get moved into my cabin warranted, or am I worrying excessively? Do you have any tips for warding them off? Thanks again for any information you can offer. My niece had a very eerie and sort of similar situation last night. She's renting a house from me in South Central Wisconsin. It's a little less than a half mile from town, houses are probably a block and a half apart, it's basically the country. She got home from her kids choir concert and was putting her youngest in his high chair when she heard her dog outside whining to get in. Then she heard her husband's voice teasing the dog. And she paused, cause her husband is supposed to be two hours away for work. She was just thinking in her head, oh my god he got done early and is here to surprise us. And suddenly her oldest son, nine years old, goes, oh, Dotto is home. So she walks to the kitchen window, looks out, her husband's truck isn't there. She goes back to the door, and suddenly the dog is whimpering and crying and heavily scratching at the door to get in. Let me just say, if an actual human was outside, this dog would be going crazy with excitement. She loves to greet people. But she literally was full of desperation to get inside. So my niece lets her in, and a voice in her mind was like lock the door. So she immediately locked it and turned to her oldest son and said, Han, why did you say Dotto was home? And he said, I heard him outside teasing the dog. He heard IT too. Then she thought maybe she butt dialed her husband and maybe he was hollering through the phone to get her attention and that's what she heard. So she checked. No, she hadn't. She found out he was still at work and was nowhere near the house when this happened. I've heard W's are most active during the winter months and we have had some pretty rough weather this week. We had a winter squall last week, an ice and snow storm this week. And yesterday we got several inches of snow again. My biggest concerns are keeping her and her family safe. This didn't happen on tribal land, so I don't know what their policy is as far as offering help in this type of situation. At first she was concerned it was a Wendigo. But it doesn't really fit the description, from my very limited understanding, since it imitated her husband and not an animal. I'm very curious about what is best to put out for an offering and if smudging outside helps at all? 
We're concerned about smudging inside because we can feel the energy of my grandparents who used to live in the house still there, and she believes my father who recently passed has visited them as well. So we don't want to push out the good energy if we don't have to, any help is very appreciated. This was the best thread I could find that wasn't all just a big debate on whether or not W's exist. Thank you in advance. I also want to add, later on in the night her dog was still refusing to go outside to the bathroom. It did eventually go out, but at one point her dog was pacing and her cat started crying loudly. She got scared and started praying for positive energy and protection and they both started to calm after that. That's when her dog finally went out to go to the bathroom. A large concern is she and her son heard whatever this was. Clearly in her husband's voice. But they didn't see anything, thankfully. This happened when I was 7 years old. I'm sharing this because my older brother reminded me of it, now that I'm 24, and now I can't get it out of my head. This was very traumatic for me because after this event, a bunch of other things started to happen. This is how it started. Growing up and now, I live in a haunted state, and I lived 5 miles away from the most victorious haunted forest. My mom used to tell my brothers and I about what she would hear walking by the forest, the murders that happen, and about how she used to see Pukwudgies. My older brother, 11 at the time, let's call him, and I, 7 female, were watching TV in the living room. It was dark outside, must have been a new moon. If you were sitting on the couch and looked to your right, you would see the glass sliding door, which viewed the backyard. Mind you, it was an acre lawn and tall trees lined the perimeter. I was tired and decided to get my ritual glass of milk before bed, when I stood up and saw what was glaring at me through the glass door. It was tall, taller than the F door. It was skinny in the torso but its chest was broad. It was white, with tall ears. I want to say it looked like the white version of Donnie Darko. I was about 15 feet from the glass door. I froze. It didn't move. It just kept looking at me. It could not have been anyone else because we lived in the middle of the woods. I start calling for my brother's name, but D wasn't answering me. I started to get louder, now calling for my mom. Her room was on the other side of the couch so she was there in a heartbeat. She looked at the back door, looked at D, then told me to just sit back down. I couldn't understand why I was the only one freaking the F out. I laid on the couch facing away from the glass door. Dee puts a blanket on me and we both fell asleep on the couch. Well. 2021, Dee calls me from jail, he's been in and out since I was 13, this is how the conversation went. Dee, hey. Can I ask you something? Me, what's up? Dee, do you remember that night? Me, what night? Dee, that night where you were freaking out. We were young. Remember that tall scary looking shit that was at the back door? Me, I had a flashback of that night. D, look, I had a dream about it last night, and I wanted to tell you that I saw it too, I was too scared to do anything. Mom saw it also. The convo ended because he only had so much time on the phone. I felt relief, that I knew I wasn't just having a schizophrenic hallucination episode, 
but my body went numb from the memory of being so scared. I told my soulmate about it, he's my best friend. My friend told me that I came face to face with a Wendigo, and how he wasn't be surprised because of the small country town I lived in. When I looked up what a Wendigo was, my heart sank. That's what I saw. Now I think about it every day. It's been a year since I was reminded of it. I believe it still follows me. This is kind of a long story, I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible. I just recently moved to Oklahoma. Recently, I keep having very uncomfortable experiences outside, especially in the evening or night time. It started when I went to go put laundry in the wash one day. We have a laundry room attached to our building, and it was broad daylight, so I wasn't exactly feeling nervous about anything. I got about 20 feet from the walkway slash alleyway to the washroom and I smelled the worst rotting animal smell I've ever smelled in my life. Not only that, as soon as I smelled it, I got the strongest flight or fight reaction I've ever felt. I ran back to my unit, locked the door, and had a small anxiety attack. I waited about 15 to 20 minutes before going back out, and when I did, there was no smell. And I felt normal. Fast forward about a week later. My husband and I were outside at about 1am smoking a cigarette when we heard what sounded like a dying dog. We live right off of a major interstate, so we assumed an animal must have been hit. We started walking towards the direction of this noise, sort of a wheezing whine, a terribly sad noise, when we got to the edge of our parking lot. As we got onto the pavement, the wheezing dog noise turned into what sounded like an owl hooting. I understand owls make strange noises, I was raised in Texas, I've heard many, but this was not an owl. The longer we listened to it, the more it sounded like a person trying to mimic an owl. My husband called out hey, is someone there? Pretty loudly, and just silence was the response. We stood quiet a few moments before the owl noise completely stopped, and the sound of an unnatural laugh echoed from the trees. The only way I can describe this noise, is it was like when a deaf person laughs, like they can't hear how they sound so it just kinda sounds a bit off? I don't mean to sound rude at all, truly, that's just the only way I know how to describe it. It felt like ice water was in my veins as soon as I heard it, both of us just felt extreme fear in that moment and ran back to the house. I could explain off all of these things if I hadn't seen what I had seen next. A few days later, I was outside smoking around 7 pm, and I saw two men walking on the side of the street where I had heard the noise a few nights prior. They walked past the trees a little ways but then stopped, it was dusk so light was low, one of them turned on their phone light and shined it into the trees before jumping back, both men took off at a full sprint away from the tree line. I have no idea what they saw, I didn't hear anything, but there was pure fear there. The most frustrating part was I was looking right at them and saw absolutely nothing. Fast forward about a week later. I get a text while I'm at work from my husband telling me he heard our daughter talking and laughing in the field across the street. He was 100% sure it was her until he realized she was inside in her room. He said it sounded just like her. Fast forward again a few days later. I found dried blood on my door jam as well as scratches near my doorknob, 
and more dried blood at the bottom of my door. My neighbor had their internet cables cut and told me that someone had tried to open their door the night it happened, and then slammed their body against the door trying to break in. My neighbor said he forced himself out the door ready to confront whoever was there, but there was no one. We constantly hear things on the roof, things in the alley behind our place, our dog will run to the door at random hours and sniff and growl like someone is there. I have probably made a mistake by calling out to this thing, whistling at night, trying to antagonize it because I desperately want a recording. I have one recording of its noises, it sounds like an owl, but towards the end there's this low inexplicable moan that comes from the same place the owl sounds are coming from. It's hard to hear and ends very abruptly. I don't feel like this is good enough. No one believes me, but something is out there. It knows I know it, I feel it watching me, if I curse at it or try and lure it out, it goes completely silent or does that horrible laugh. I can never seem to catch the laugh, or any of the noises, as soon as I hit record, it usually stops. I don't know how to explain this, but I know I'm not crazy. Please, if someone can help me, I really want to know what this thing is. I have pictures of the blood on my door, the scratches, and the video of the owl sound slash moan. I just feel like no one will take this seriously. It always smells like a corpse when it's around, that's the biggest sign something isn't right. I brought it up to one of my native co-workers and he said leave it be. Wash the blood from your door, and stop trying to talk to it. He wouldn't tell me anything else. I don't know if this is a Wendigo, a skinwalker or something else entirely, but I have never felt such dread and fear as I do when I hear or smell it out there. Please, someone, anyone, if you know what this is, please tell me I'm not losing my mind, and if it's real, how do I make it go away? This thing is causing me so much stress, thank you for reading. Edit, thank you to everyone who took the time to share advice and thoughts on this. To those who are concerned about me putting myself in danger, thank you, and I'm inclined to agree with you all, but understand I'm still not sure if this is just a weird animal I'm hearing and nothing paranormal at all? I will be avoiding it from this point forward, just in case it is something that wants to eat my face. I will however update this post if anything else worth mentioning happens. Thanks again.